Hi. What's up? Yeah. A weird day. See, this is what happens whenever we tear down the studio and take it somewhere and then come back. What are you doing? Did you? I forgot to plug my you mic You forgot in. to plug your own mic in. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. happens. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the pre-show before the free show. That's normally not my line. It's normally the line of one Ashley Pickle who's sitting over there. Hi, friends. I'm back. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Wearing a sweater. It's kind of chilly in Wearing here. A hoodie. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, a vast, a vast change from what we did the past week. Um, we're back from College Station in the state seven on seven tournament, um, which we're gonna talk about a lot on the show today. Um, but it was it was a good time. It was very hot. Um, I do feel like we did a good job staying hydrated. Did you get sunburned at all? Um, <laughs> we, Mallory and I were given, um, I asked for them. I'm super excited. They finally came in like sleeveless ladies polos mm -hmm. to wear. And so on Friday, the super long day we wore them. And so we made sure to really, really cover our shoulders in sunscreen. We didn't think about the slight portion mm. of the back that comes down right there. So we both got pretty sunburnt right there, but that's the only place. Cause every other time we had sleeves on and we were good, but that's I, the only uh, time. I escaped. Nice. I, I probably put on sunscreen four times on Friday, though. Yeah. Because, like, you put it on, and then you sweat, and it's like, all right. I, I mean, I literally, when I get, because I put my sunscreen in the cooler, whenever I would get water, like, every two times I would get water, I would just put some on, because I'm like, it can't hurt. The other thing is Friday was particularly bad, not because it was the hottest day. I don't know if it was the hottest day. Maybe it was. But that wasn't the reason it was bad. The reason it was bad was that there was no cloud cover at all. Mm -hmm. It was just straight up, uncut, unfiltered um, sun. 
right at you. I mean, this this is the uh, this is the you know the no filter cigarettes of sunlight, just like <laughs> absolute I, brutal. I will say though, and I made this statement, and I don't know, maybe it was just different for me this time, but. I feel like last year's Friday was a lot hotter than this year's Friday for the sole fact that we did have a consistent breeze on Friday. Now, it was just blowing hot air, but at least there was airflow. It wasn't muggy and humid. I would also say that it is. it was less humid. Yeah, that, I think that's the big thing because the, the humidity on Friday morning really kind of spiked up around like the 10 o'clock hour. But mm -hmm. once the sun fully was all the way up, mm -hmm. then the humidity died down and there was a breeze. Yeah. So I think the hu the lack of humidity because last year was it was a little like almost rainy, like not mm -hmm. raining. But that yeah, I think that made the big difference. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we we were down in College Station. We had a good time. We'll talk a lot about what what we did on on the show. Um, I did call you. I had a question for you on Sunday, um, <laughs> and I called you at ten fifteen. Uh huh. Called you. I called you at ten fifteen, and woke you up. I and I'm telling you, man. When I saw what time it was, when you, as I was like, why is he calling me? At, like I figured it was about. I usually wake up anywhere between seven and eight. Mm -hmm. consistently why is he calling you at 745 yeah I was like why is he calling me at 745 on a like something has to be wrong you know so that's why I picked up and then I like when I looked at the phone after I answered it was 1015 and I was like what in the world but I'll tell you what it is I always keep my I'm weird I always keep my blinds open because mm -hmm. the sun in the morning it helps you get going blah 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 I closed my blinds Saturday night because I was like I'm exhausted I'm mm -hmm. going to get some sleep and yeah, when I woke up and it was still pretty dark in my room because my blinds were closed, I was so confused. Saturday night. Um, so I'm just I wonder how long I would have slept if you hadn't called me. That probably would have been bad. <laughs> I slept like garbage on Friday night, mm -hmm. as I'm wont to do. Um, you did good the other two nights. Though. The other two nights I did well. Um, I slept like garbage on Sunday on on Friday night, and then we were outside on the third day, which always beats you down. Mm -hmm. Then I drove back mm -hmm. here i never slept in the car i was the only one you were the only one mallory, mallory and ish out and ish ish dozed off i too. i could ish i could was, was, i don't want to blow up his spot because he's usually a pretty good road dog not not ideal it was funny because i didn't know he was asleep until he did the thing where he, like i saw his head go and then yeah. he like no, super popped back up <laughs> i noticed um but mallory always falls asleep in a car i i think i went to bed at like 9 30 yeah and i slept until like 7.30. See, that was the thing. I didn't end up going to bed until about midnight that night. Mm. So that's that's another reason why the sleeping until 10.15 didn't super surprise me, but I was still shocked. I was out. I was zapped. Yeah. So anyway, we'll talk more about that coming up here on the free show, which starts right now. Hit the theme expo. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. 
My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places where you're listening to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, I'm sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, folks. Hi. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yeah. Go on. No, I just, oh. happy, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Today is Monday, June 27th, 2022. 150 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Demo. If you know, you know. Episode 1411. On today's show, folks... Uh, headlines from across the state, which is mostly going to be talking about 7 on 7. We will yep. also talk about uh, a little recruiting stuff that happened this week because cool. it's noteworthy for, in the same way that, like, the same when, when we did headlines last Monday. We talked mm-hmm. about it for these same reasons. We'll talk about that. In the back half of the show, we are continuing to unveil the rankings in the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Text Football. Many of the subscribers have it. If you are a subscriber and you don't have it yet, check the mail today. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it today, check Keep the, mail the mail tomorrow. <laughs> if you don't have it tomorrow, maybe send us an email. Yeah. Uh, but we will continue to roll out the rankings of top 10 in 3A Division 2 coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Robert Legal, Rob Hathaway, Just Chad, and Miss Terry Adams. Welcome in, fellas and lady fellas, and a belated for anyone who didn't wish him, happy birthday to Greg Tipper. Oh. Did you have a good birthday yesterday? I did. I did. It was very nice. Um, Hank, your, Hank crushed your cake. Cake looked great. It looked awesome. Put out six pounds of sprinkles on it. A and lot. It, it looked good. A lot of sprinkles. He also wanted to have ice cream, so we had chocolate ice cream with it, too. So it's just like... Ooh, that's a lot of chocolate. Lot. He had to... Uh, he had to... Uh, um, he had to brush his teeth before he went to bed. Yeah. Did uh, is Mac like I don't know when it's acceptable for babies to start eating cake? Can Max have any of that? No, no chocolate at least. I okay. Mean, he's he's just now doing like baby food and stuff like right. that. Right. I kind of figured. So um, yeah. Well, good. So, I'm glad you had a good birthday. It was a very nice birthday. <laughs> Speaking of recruiting, man, Roach, who also shared happy birthday to mm-hmm. our buddy Mike Roach yes. yesterday. Um. He didn't get much time off on his birthday yesterday. <laughs> no, he was grinding. <laughs> he was grinding on the he birthday. He was grinding. I also got a, um, I believe it was, who reached out? It was Coach Cornell Gray, uh, the head coach at Houston Fur. Uh, he DM'd me and said, um, and said happy, um, said happy birthday. It's my birthday too, so happy birthday. Oh, coach and uh, Coach Cluley's little girl's birthday was Jeez, yesterday. There's a, a lot. Day. June 26th, big day, but happy birthday, but I'm glad big it was day. a good one. Yes, and that you. you didn't have to spend it at 7 on 7, because as much as we love College seven. Station, and seven yeah. on seven, mm-hmm. not the best way to spend your yeah. birthday. Although, I didn't get my desk decorated. I know. I figured that you didn't want that, so I didn't. Hmm. I'm not hurt. That's I thought okay. about it this morning. Sorry, right. I'm not hurt. I thought about I'm it. Hurt. Everybody gets their desk decorated on the birthday, and I'm not hurt. Uh, okay, don't here's, the, here's don't the real the, thing. Don't Everyone the, else don't, who's had a birthday on a weekend, we haven't done it, so I was going to feel bad if don't we did. Don't print the paper that I was mad. All right. Don't print the paper that I was mad. All right. All right, let's get to some headlines from across the state. You want to do seven on seven first? You want to do recruiting first? Let's go ahead and get the recruiting out of the okay. way. Then we can we can chat seven this on seven. This was Friday. Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. Sure. I don't know. Time we had were, no meaning No, it was there. Thursday because oh. um, our buddies uh, were driving up. Our yes. Buddies, and they had to pull over. Thursday came word, and normally we, we save recruiting talk for um, this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, but this is an out-of-state prospect, so we won't talk about him. 
the Texas Longhorns got some good news. They did. Um, some of the best news they've had in a long time, and that is that Arch Manning, uh, pretty much the consensus number one player in the class of 2023, mm-hmm. um, committed to the Texas Longhorns on Thursday. He did so by just creating a Twitter account and tweeting it out. I'm just saying, hey, I'm committed to the University of Texas. There was no graphic. There was no, like, hype video. It was just like, hey. It was him in a picture of a Longhorn shirt. It was him in a picture, like, I think at, like, a Longhorn's camp or yeah. something. Just throwing in a Longhorn's shirt. Um, yeah, that's big news. Um, big news for a, a program that has been starved for elite quarterback play, at least. Or they they think they've been starved for at least quarter, for elite quarterback play. Um, and... And there was like, I think it's I think it's funny that people there was a, a little bit of wringing of hands uh, from people um, from peeper people peeper um, <laughs> about what this means for like Quinn Ewers and, mm-hmm. and things like that. I think I think the game plan here is pretty clear, and I would imagine that Arch Manning wouldn't have committed if he hadn't signed up for it. That's me, and he hasn't signed in, in anything like mm-hmm. that. But Quinn Ewers is almost certainly. I would be pretty stunned if he didn't start this year. Yep, is that fair. So there's twenty twenty two. He's probably going to start next year too, twenty twenty three, and when, then when Arch have Arch behind him. With and Arch Manning is a fresh. Let as, him, as a backup. yeah, let him get a redshirt freshman year. Right, he would be, he would probably take a redshirt or, or just be the backup, mm-hmm. whatever in twenty twenty three. After twenty twenty three, Quinn's probably going to declare for the draft. It would be pretty stunning if he wasn't. Right at that point, um, and so I would assume, I would assume that. I mean, I'm sure they said, hey, you're going to come in and you can compete for the starting job as a freshman, but mm-hmm. you should know what the score is. I think everybody can kind of see what the way the wind is blowing on that. Mm-hmm. I would think that if you are Texas Longhorns, you have just laid out at least what you what you hope is the next four years of your quarterback play. Right. Which is Quinn Ewers, Quinn Ewers, Arch Manning, Arch Manning. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, if that doesn't push Quinn Ewers, like, y'all, I feel like Longhorn fans should be looking at this as a like another blessing in the fact that you would think that now Quinn Ewers has it in the back of his mind. I have to go out here and ball out this year or else he's going to come take my job next year. You know? Mm-hmm. Yo, absolutely. Um, it is, um, it's very, it's, 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 it's obviously a big deal. You get the number one recruit. You're, uh, you've started to already see a little bit of a, um, of a uh, trickle down effect. Uh, other people commit. I think they picked up like four or five commits yesterday. Um, so this would be big. This would be big if they were able to hold on to him. But uh, but Arch Manning's committed to the, the University of Texas. Um, and in a lot of ways, this is why they hired Steve Sarkeesian. Mm-hmm. They hired Steve Sarkeesian to come in and bring in quarterbacks and develop quarterbacks and have elite quarterback play. Well, now, year two, he's going to have Quinn Ewers. Mm-hmm. And then he's got the heir apparent locked in. Now, if you're talking about guys that you would watch for the portal, Malik Murphy... Hudson Card. Card. Yep. I'll keep an eye on those guys for the portal. Uh, but for now, uh, Texas has got to feel, at least from the outset, they have they haven't taken a snap for the uh, neither of them taken a snap for the Texas Longhorns. But um, the for 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 them for the Texas Longhorns, they've got to feel pretty good about what their quarterback situation is going to be going forward. Okay. Uh, this pat. Let's go from Austin to College Station, mm-hmm. uh, but not talk about college football. 
We'll talk about high school football, specifically the state seven on seven tournament went down this weekend in uh, in College Station. We were there. We gave you wall to wall coverage. Uh, thanks to everybody who tuned in on Texan Live. Yeah, uh, a lot of you did. I've uh, seen the numbers and thank you. And they were large. <laughs> they were large numbers. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah, shout out to our Texan Live crew as well. Um, it was it was a lot of fun for us. Mm-hmm. On the way, I'll tell a quick story. <laughs> On the way down there, we took the swag wagon. It was myself driving. It was Ishmael sitting shotgun, and mm-hmm. then it was the two um, hooligans the, in the back. The, uh, the our producers, mm-hmm. Ashley Pickle and Mallory Hartley, uh, sitting in the in the back seat of the swag wagon. We're driving along, driving along, driving along. Get to Ennis. Mm-hmm. Mallory says, "Stop the car! I want to go and I want to get a I want to get a, a beef jerky stick." Okay, pull over the car. So I'm going to fill up with gas, too. We're about at about a th- third of a tank, but it's like, you know what? Might as well fill it up. Mm-hmm. Fill up the car. I drop, I drop you kids off to go inside to Bucky's. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, and I, then you I go to put up, I go gas. to put gas in the car. Yeah. And that was uh, the last time I was able to start the car without help. <laughs> uh, because the car died, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story short, it was an issue with the battery and the terminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, after about 45 minutes, a gentleman who works for like a wrecker service saw us and was like, hey, uh, you guys need some help? I'm like, yes, please. You also did tell me, um, you were like, hey, like I, w- I had gone inside because I was like, I'm starving. I've got to eat something. So like, when he goes inside, I pop open the hood of the trunk. And, and you I'm see like, there's corrosion on the, on the battery. Mm-hmm. And you say, hey, you text me and you go, hey, get a bottle of Coke while you're in there. I tell you, I'm like, why? You go, because the coke fight uh, it, it kills the corrosion on the battery. Mm-hmm. To which I believe I replied, and I'll I'll, I'll edit it. I'll censor it for the internet. <laughs> That's the most Lano s I've ever heard. <laughs> when I'm telling you, I texted him. He didn't see it. He walks out, yeah. and I said, "Hey, did you get a bottle of coke?" And he just looks at me, and I said, "Like, did you I just need want a, a bottle? Did of you coke? want a coke?" I'm yeah. Like, he was okay. like, "Why?" I was like, "I need to fix the car." <laughs> and he goes, "What?" And he just looks, and Ish is looking at me, and Mallory's looking at me, and they were like. Uh, okay, pickle. Whatever but you say. <laughs> sure, sure enough, it does work. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So, pro tip: just literally pour the coke on the battery, and um, the corrosion will will uh, go. So, but luckily, it was a gentleman named Dustin mm-hmm. from a wrecker service in Athens. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to Dustin. He was able to fix us up enough that the car would start, and we yep. were able to drive it north to a car uh, a car shop mm-hmm. where a gentleman named Michael mm-hmm. came out and gave us a more semi-permanent fix. Yeah. So we really, we needed a hammer. Shout what out, we needed. shout <laughs> out to both those dudes who were able to come and, and, and get us back on the road. We made it down the college station. Then we got it into like a dealership and got it fixed up. For yeah. real <laughs> so now it's like good, good, but we were able to get down there. Um, the seven on seven action was, uh, it was really interesting. I would, I would encourage you guys to go in and watch the, um, the instant reactions we did mm-hmm. on Thursday night and Friday night, because I really think that that tells you the story of what it was. In Division Two and Division Three, what I thought was really interesting was the parity involved. Mm-hmm. Um, Division Three, especially, and I think you take a look at who won the Division Three title. It was, I would say, a pair of party crashers. Oh yeah, Miles took down Brady in the title game. Mm-hmm. Miles was a team that went one and two in pool play. But in the in Division Three, everyone qualifies for the for the it's just for seeding. A pool plays just for seeding, and then they found their way into and, and got then hot it's single right elimination on the yeah, on the championship day, which is Friday for them. They got hot and they made it all the way to a title game and, and ended up winning the darn thing. It was exceptionally impressive, um, you know what they were able to do. Uh, their uh, their their quarterback um, Haven Book 
uh, was very strong. Their defense stepped up in a big way. I thought Brady impressed me too. And I saw yep. them play Marlin in pool play, and mm-hmm. I came away really impressed with Brady. Hayden Baronet, their quarterback, uh, was very strong. Uh, but in the end, Miles, uh, I believe, yeah, I'm fairly certain the first ever 2A Division two team to win the st- a state 7-on-7 seven seven ch- title. Yeah, and they looked um, great. Like, they looked really good. It, it was not did a fluke. It, it did, I was saying it did not look like a fluke I at mean, all. I mean, and they, they really, it's funny, it got to the semifinals, and I don't know if you remember this, but it was Miles against Gunner, mm-hmm. and it was Brady against Harmony. And more or less, Those we, were just the two looked, favorites. we just kind of looked at each other like, all right, well, it'll be Gunner versus Harmony, and that'll be a pretty good time. Yeah, because Gunner, Gunner, Gunner went three and zero on the first day, and mm-hmm. then continued to just kill people They're until they people got down. up mowing into them the down. semifinal. Um, but instead, it's it's Miles who springs the upset, and then Brady springs the upset. So uh, impressive from the Miles Bulldogs, who went on a relatively stunning run to uh, to win their first ever uh, seven, seven state championship. So there's parity in Division three. Division two, there is parity, really, with the exception of one team, and that's the team that won it. Let's talk a little bit about Hitchcock, okay? Yep. Hitchcock polishes off a perfect run in seven in in College Station. They go eight and zero, three and zero in pool play, five and zero in the division in uh, the division three or division two bracket. Uh, they end up uh, beating uh, end up beating Lorena thirty three to six in the title game. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, this Hitchcock team and, and Step was telling me this. They apparently in qualifying were just clubbing people. Yeah, this was not like, a this was not a they got on a hot streak no. at the state tournament thing. They looked like the best team in Division Two pretty much from the word go, mm-hmm. um, and were exceptionally impressive. Their their sophomore quarterback Lloyd Jones the third. Yeah, so we uh, we Ooh. watched them. Ish Mallory and I watched them from the quarterfinals on. We watched every single one of their games, and the first one we're going. Okay, this looks impressive. And then we get to the semifinal game, and we're sitting there with our buddy Hudson from uh, 247, and he goes, because they have a commit uh, that has, or they have a a recruit that got an offer from Oregon, Mm -hmm. and I want to say maybe Ole Miss possibly. So we knew that kid was good, and then we saw another receiver, and we're like, yeah, he's a senior, and we're going, okay, he's really good. And we're going, look at this quarterback. Like, who is this kid? And Hudson went up and asked, and he was like, if it's 2025, I'm going to be pumped. And it is. So he is unbelievable. And they have literally every single receiver could just juke anyone that was standing in their path. Lloyd Jones III was the – the the real, probably the best quarterback in the division two bracket. And that's saying good frame really, too. Good frame, tall kid. He's six a, three. He is a baby face assassin, man. Yeah. He's <laughs> six got, three, like fifteen year old. He's, he's got braces and he looks like a little baby. Uh huh. Man, he can sling it. He's a he, but he can sling it. That kid is a star. Uh, Lloyd Jones III was was exceptional. He's a first team All District player as a defensive back, and then he was a receiver last year as a freshman. Uh, I think he found his spot. Yep. And I talked with Craig Smith, the, the coach at Hitchcock. Remember, coaches can't coach in seven on seven, mm-hmm. but they're all there to watch their kids. And he was telling me, he's like, "We got some got some young kids. Like we're gonna be a, we're gonna be a force, and and by all accounts, they are be are going to be." Um, we also watched Lorena, who they lost in who who lost in the title game. Uh, they're they got Jaden Porter, and mm-hmm. he's the real stinking deal. Oh yeah, he's he looks he's like a re- man amongst boys. He's the real stinking deal. Um, their quarterback, yeah, Jackson Generals, uh, excellent quarterback man. Yes, Jackson Generals. He is a little undersized, mm-hmm. but man, he's got a howitzer connected to his shoulder. Dude, I'm, we got to look it up, but I'm telling you, he has to be a shortstop or a second baseman for I've, them uh, because no, he, I was talking with the Lorena. Uh, 
uh, assistant coach or the, uh-huh. or I guess it was the I'm sorry the Lorena seven on seven coach mm-hmm. and he's like yeah he's our second baseman ha I called it I second knew it or shortstop I, don't know I what he said, knew but yeah. it he's, he like, had it in the like, way we he zips it. his passes too I mean he almost throws it more like a little bit of a baseball but when you have him on any sort of the slant routes there was no doubt he was going to hit gets, them on the money every it single gets time out in a hurry and it's on the money so mm-hmm. if you're thinking Lorena's going away don't don't uh, you are mistaken but uh, in the end it's it's Hitchcock that wins the division two title. And then Division One rolled around. They started the tournament right after that. Um, we, we rolled around at, 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 um, at pool play. I think everybody uh, was really paying attention to the consolation bracket, specifically the run that Capel went on. Uh, many people are calling it uh, a, the, the, the miracle on the Brazos. Okay, Antonio Wiley, big fan. The, um, the the, mir- this can't be a thing. The miracle on the Brazos. You know how many I times I put, saw pew pew this I weekend? Want you, I just want you to put the word out. Put the word out there. We back we up. We back up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> got did, that dog they, in Coppell did go to the semifinals of the, of the consolation bracket. But um, this the, was a lot more another, surprising another, of, a, of a division. Yeah, a little bit more surprising. But I would say that uh, especially what, what ended up happening, especially in pool play, you're right. The teams that missed of what was most notable was the teams that missed the championship mm-hmm. bracket. Westlake, okay. Lake Westlake, Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Westlake, Lake Travis, Shadow Creek, Hebron, the defending champs, and Shadow Creek all missed the championship bracket. They all played in the consolation bracket. And Westlake, uh, Westlake, every year this happens. Every year, every year there's a, there's a few favorites that that don't make it to the championship bracket, mm-hmm. and then they wake up on Saturday and just say, Nah. I think I'm good. And uh, I believe they lost to Amarillo in the first in the first Westlake, round. Yeah, it was like you know now. I'm not particularly worried about Westlake. No. Uh, I think that they were a little underwhelming in, in College Station, mm-hmm. but I would not put a worry on them. They're a team that's going to end up winning um, with their um, with their lines, with fronts, you know, with their defensive front and their, and their mm-hmm. offensive line. I will say it's an unfair bar, uh, you know, <laughs> because, like, you're following Kate Klubnick. Right. Um, Jaden Greathouse is still great and stuff like that. Uh, it will be a different – I think it will be a different-looking Westlake offense. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Um they may r- run the ball a lot more, which will be very interesting to see. But, um, but in any case, it was uh, in in the championship bracket. the The winners were the Desoto Eagles, who were a team that we had kind of picked out as as one of the on the short list of teams that could win mm-hmm. the division uh, division one title. Um, DJ Bailey, their quarterback, has grown up a lot. Yes. Um, Jonte, uh, Jonte Cook is a star. I don't need to tell you that. They've when got he weaponry. stays in the game. <laughs> they, he was cramping up there late. He got, he got kicked out of two games. So. Oh, did he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not yeah, know he, that. Yeah, uh, he's very boisterous. Uh, he, uh, he has a strong mouth on him. <laughs> he will, he will he'll chat with you? He will. Yeah, he'll have words. <laughs> he'll chat with you. Um, but they end up winning the Division uh, One bracket. Um, and, and in a lot of ways, uh, I think the defense is what set the tone for them. Their defense yes. really played well and kind of allowed them to get out into leads. They end up beating Midlothian Heritage in the cha- mm-hmm. state championship it's game. It's just ball hawks everywhere. Yeah. In, They've got with playmakers. The They've got playmakers. Make no mistake about it. DeSoto is going to be a problem uh, in, in the fall as well. Um, so, But we had a great time down there in College Station and, and a tremendous event as always. It was warm. Can but, I point out one more team here? Mm-hmm. Sure. The Harker Heights defense, mm-hmm. I'm marking it down on June 27th. They are for real this year. I think that whole team is for real. They, they really are. That there defense were, is unbelievable. There were a number of teams that really looked good on the hoof. Because mm-hmm. um, they have Rashad. Rashawn Sanford. Rashawn, yeah. And then they've got, they've got, a, they got a little squirt court wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean that in a nice way. He's like undersized, but man, he is 
he could juke you out of a phone booth. We saw like, they had an interception at one point, and I wish I could remember who it was, but legitimately he juked – the kid juked someone so hard, Ish got out of the golf cart and, like, lost his mind. Yeah. It was awesome. Very that one mixtape. Yeah. He, um, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, – it was an exceptional – it was exceptional stuff. Um, so I was um, – them, they look good on the hoof. And then Austin Novosad, like we know how yeah. good he is. Oh my God, that was fun. That was a clinic and to Dripping watch. Springs, yeah, he was exceptional. Um, the J.C. Evans quarterback, San Antonio Brandeis, looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I oh. also Mesquite, uh, Mesquite Horn? Horn's quarterback. Mesquite yeah. Horn looked really good. They looked really. I good. I would also Longview looked very good. They went three and zero in pool play. They've, they've got they, some. They've dudes. got. They look good. My on, goodness, they look good on the hoof. <laughs> like they. Red Oak, that's a team that walks off the bus and you go, oh god. <laughs> Red Oaks the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, just some teams that look the part. Uh, they look the part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was a fun day down or a fun weekend down there in College Station at the State 7-on-7 tournament. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be back in air conditioning. I'm an indoor cat. Yep. <laughs> but, um, but we had a great time down there in College Station. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. If you're seeing people tweet about their magazine... Guess what? I can guarantee you they are Texas football subscribers. The magazine is mm-hmm. not on shelves yet. The only way to get it is to go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Here's the thing. If you subscribe today, scan that code or go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe, um, we will ma- put in the mail for you today. Um, we're here until like 5 o'clock, so like if you do it until 5, I don't know when they pick up the mail here. But um, you uh, know, if, I don't know who controls the mail. If you if you put it in, if you if you subscribe today, it will get in the mail within the next twenty four hours. That I can promise you. If you go to textfootball.com slash subscribe, makes a great gift as well. If you go to textfootball.com slash subscribe, pickle. Can I tell you about our friends at Athletes to Athletes? You absolutely can. Okay, so I'd love to tell you about our friends at Athletes to Athletes as it loads on my computer. Playing football at the college level is a dream shared by many high school athletes in the state of Texas, but there's more that goes into making that dream a reality than just on-field performance. There's academics, there's culture, interests, locations. Those are just some of the areas that need significant consideration. So what if I told you that there is a college counseling service that could help you navigate this process from start to finish, developed specifically for student-athletes? Headquartered right here in Texas, Athletes to Athletes is just what you need. As the best college counseling counseling service available to student-athletes, this local business is focused solely on helping student-athletes find the right college programs for their needs, both on and off the field. This program encompasses all of the expertise and services of a traditional college counselor with added programs, tools, and resources that are unique to the student-athlete experience. Please do me a favor. Go to athletes2athletes.com slash DC today to schedule your free info session and see how they can help you pursue the best college program for you. That's athletes2athletes.com slash DC or scan that QR code. Don't take my word for it. Go talk to our friends at athletes to athletes All right, Pickle. One last thing to do today, and that is to continue rolling out rankings. It is ranking season, um, and we are uh, having a great opportunity to roll out the top 10 in each of the classifications. Of course, we have expanded rankings in each of the uh, classifications in the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, so we hope you'll go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. We are, of course, the official rankings provider of the Associated Press, so these are the Texas high school football rankings of record heading into the 2022 season. We've reached 3A Division 2, and in 3A Division 2, we're going to rock and roll in the top 10, starting with Bears. The 
Bears. The DeKalb Bears are the number 10 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football to start the season, and there's a lot of upside on this team. They bring back 16 starters from last year's breakout 8-4 and four squad. This is a team with a ton of experience, especially on that front line. They are going to be really talented. I think that offense has a chance to be really exceptional, and you take a look at what they're going to be up against there in Region 2. No, no cakewalk, but this is a team that I think is ready to make that next leap. DeCab starts the year number 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number 9, one of the teams we saw down in State 7-on-7 seven seven this weekend, the East Bernard Bramas are the number 9 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. A relatively disappointing season by their standards last year, going 9-3 and three and losing in the area round. But this is a team that's going to bring back more than half of its offense, so there is some rebuilding to do on the defensive side. The offensive line is going to be a star for this team. They're bringing back a lot of senior leadership up front. There's going to be some youth on the defense, and that's going to be a big question uh, for Wade Bossy's East Bernard branch. But the East Bernard Bramas start the year number 9 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number eight, the Childress Bobcats are the number eight team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, and it's hard to know what to make of Childress coming into this season. Uh, they've got a new coach uh, and, and a new kind of way of doing things, but this is a team that uh, you're wondering where their head is at after the way last season ended. They finished the regular season undefeated, one of the teams to beat in the Division II bracket, and they lose in the first round of the playoffs in a relatively stunning uh, stunning upset. Now that said, there's playmakers all over the field for this Childress squad. Lamont Nickelberry is a superstar out there and is going to be a playmaker at, at every turn. They've qualified the state 7-on-7 seven seven tournament and look pretty good doing it. They're, uh, they're a little inexperienced at the quarterback spot, but this is a team that has a, a, lot, a, a lot of lot to really like, especially from the speed and strength perspective. We think Childress is going to be right back in the hunt. The Bobcats start the year number 8 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number 7, Another team we saw at say 7-on-7, seven seven, uh, the Pirates of Poth are the number 8 7 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Now, there's a little bit of an experience here, especially at the, at the, uh, at, at the offensive skill position spots, but I would say that they filled them pretty well considering what we saw down there in College Station. This is a team that's got experience at running back and in the defensive secondary. They'll need to grow up, especially up front, if that's going to be... Uh, if that's gonna they're going to get where they want to go. This is a team that was in the regional finals a year ago and right now start the year as the favorite in Region 4. Poth starts the year number 7 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number 6, from Region 4 to Region 2, we find the Holiday Eagles as the number 6 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football to start the season. Seven starters are back from both sides of the ball, on each side of the ball uh, for the Eagles, and this is a team that's going to be really talented in the backfield. Their offensive line has a chance to be good. I think their defensive line and their front seven is going to be pretty good. But their secondary needs to be almost completely rewired. That's going to be a real question for them as they enter this, this team or enter play. Now, this is a team that made it to the regional finals last year. We have got an opportunity to go even further this year. The Holiday Eagles start the year number six in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Rolling out the top 10 in 3A Division 2, where we find number 5, the West Rusk Raiders, the number 5 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football to start the year. This team is loaded with experience on both sides of the ball, especially offensively. Eight starters on each side of the ball. They did lose a couple of key pieces, but make no mistake, West Rusk is for real. This is a team that made it to the regional semifinals uh, a year ago and looks like they're in for even, or regional final rather, and looks like they're in for even more uh, coming up this year after a 12-1 and mark. I really like what this team brings back, especially especially on the offensive side. If they're able to fill a couple of holes defensively, they're going to be a problem there in Region 2, or Region 3, rather. West Rusk starts the year number 5 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. 
Number four, let's stay in Region 3 to find uh, the Dangerfield Tigers, the number four team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Half their starters come back from last year's 11-3 and squad uh, that came up short to Wascom. This is a team that I think has an opportunity, especially at the defensive backfield, to be really impressive. They bring back every one of their starters in the secondary, and they've got some skill position players up front that are going to or on the front line they are going to be really good. The offensive line is the question here. Can Dangerfield replace that offensive line? If they do, they're a bona fide threat to win it all. Keep an eye on Dangerfield. They start the year number four in Dave Campbell's Texas football. But Dangerfield's not the favorite in Region 3. No, that belongs to the number three team in the state. The Newton Eagles are the number three team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. After a 10-2 and two year uh, a year ago, the, the, losing the regional semifinals uh, to Wascom, this is a reloaded Newton team that's going to have speed all over the field. Eight starters are back on the offensive side, and they are deep. This is a team that's got playmakers upon playmakers upon playmakers, and for a 3A Division II squad, they have unnatural depth. Uh, senior leadership is going to be really important uh, for Coach Johnston's bunch. We think they've got an opportunity to make a run all the way to Arlington. Newton starts the year as the favorite out of Region 3. Newton starts the year number 3 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number 2. From Southeast Texas way up to the Panhandle, let's find the Canadian Wildcats as the number two team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. This is a team that, by their standards, took their lumps last year at nine and four regional semifinalists from a year ago. Uh, but this team, anything that they anything that they they lacked last year, they've got coming back this year. Their offensive line is going to be fantastic. Their offensive, their quarterback uh, is back, and they uh, they feel like they have really taken a, a, a step forward. And more importantly, they are healthy. This is a team that got hurt in a big way last year and suffered with a lot of a lot of of injuries. They're going to be healthy. Uh, they bring back about, uh, they bring back almost all of their starters. Eight starters on offense, nine starters on defense. They need some receivers to step up, but when has Canadian ever been short on receivers? The Canadian Wildcats are, of course, a threat to win it all. They start the year number two in Dave Campbell's Texas football. There's only one team that could be the number one team in the state, and that is the Tigers of Gunner, the number one team in 3A Division II to start the year. After falling short to Franklin in the state championship game a year ago, Coach Jake Fizell's squad is back and loaded for Bear, especially uh, a team that could be one of the fastest teams he's ever had there at Gunner, and that is saying something. They're also very strong up front. Now, they have to find a quarterback, and we saw some flashes there, although I believe that was their backup playing at quarterback spot uh, for Gunner in, in State 7-on-7. Seven seven. Uh, they have some skill position guys they need to, to need to find. But this is a team that brings back all of the things that really make Gunner dangerous. Defensive front seven that plays the, plays the game in, in, in a really dangerous way. Uh, offensive line, which figures to be very strong. Uh, a scheme that really fits this, this style of, of squad. Gunner is going to be our pick to win the 3A Division II state championship. They're the favorites out of Region 2. Gunner starts year number one in 3A Division 2. So there you have it. The top 10 of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press uh, preseason 3A Division 2 rankings. Number 10, DeKalb. Number 9, East Bernard. Number 8, Childress. Number 7, Poth. Number 6, Holiday. Number 5, West Rusk. Number 4, Dangerfield. Number 3, Newton. Number 2, Canadian. And the number 1 team in 3A Division 2, the Gunner Tigers. Of course, you can find expanded rankings for all Texas high school football classifications in the 2022 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can secure your copy today by going to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. So, as we've been doing when we do this, that means that our de facto semifinals would be Canadian and Gunner. Never heard of that one before. Shocking. We didn't get it last year. <laughs> no, we, we didn't. This Gunner is true. and Lubbock Roosevelt. That was the first time in five years. Yeah, we got Gunner and Lubbock Roosevelt. Uh, and then it would be Newton against Poth. I like uh, in that. A, in a, in a I like that a lot. Right side. 
to be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Those are your uh, your three division two rankings. I think that you know Franklin, of course, will have a new three division two champion because right. Franklin moved up to three division one. Um, Gunner looks like the favorite. Gunner looked pretty good at state seven on seven, even missing a few kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they I look really, like they look like a team on a mission. Honestly, I like the West Rusk being at five. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that might have caught a little people off guard. I know that well. Ish went last year in like week the uh, three maybe, mm-hmm. and he was like, "This team has something special," but they were all still young. So I really think that West Rusk has the opportunity to do something special also we need to get out there because apparently the stadium is really awesome yeah i need to um i'm, I'm very excited to to see west rusk i think i think region three re, the, the power nexus really is region three yes we're talking about number three newton number four Dangerfield, and number five west rusk uh and then uh, number 10 to cab are all in there and that's not even to mention a team like wascom that's not even to mention a team like no i don't know rogers i mean it's a deep or i'm sorry the region four like uh, elysian fields uh, this is a deep, dangerous region there in Region 3 that it wouldn't be a surprise if we had a party crasher, but for mm-hmm. now, Newton starts as our favorite out of Region 3. So there you have it, 3A Division 2 rankings. Of course, tomorrow we'll roll out 3A Division 1, and you can get uh, you can uh, see the expanded rankings in the 2022 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, just to reiterate, we did say this earlier, but I think some folks joined after the fact, but if you have not, if you are subscriber and have not received your magazine yet give us about two more days yeah check today check tomorrow if you haven't received it after that absolutely send us an email on wednesday and we'll Mm -hmm. try and see if there was an issue with anything um but if you want the magazine and you want us to send it to you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe because we have copies for people who subscribe yeah we have enough but that's copies for subscribers Mm -hmm. um if you missed it we're having supply chain issues Long story short, we get our paper from a mill, and the mill is having trouble getting lumber uh, to make the paper. So basically, paper is when you cut it's down, the tree's fault. Yeah, it's blame the blame trees. Blame the trees. Um, and so, so we, but we were able to acquire enough paper to take care of our subscribers. And so, if you go to textfall.com slash subscribe, we can do that. But they're not going to be on shelves for like another month. So, uh, textfall.com slash subscribe is the way to get it. Uh, but yeah, if you're a subscriber uh, and you haven't received your magazine. I would say by tomorrow when yeah. you check the mail, give us a give us a ringling and mm-hmm. we will uh, we'll take care of that. Andrew Christensen said he got his in Iowa, so there you go. We're yeah, they're moving. Yeah, <laughs> they're out there. Mail moves. Mail is mail is inconsistent. Weird. So you know, give us a little bit of grace, but but they should all the subscribers should have theirs in route right now. And if it's not there today or tomorrow, give us a call because there is a chance that it there there's always two percent that it gets lost in the mail or like. You know, somebody, sometimes somebody to nicks it, you make know sure, I mean? yeah, if just double check to go on your subscription and make sure your home address is mm-hmm. updated because that's where a lot of mm-hmm. issues happen sometimes. So before emailing us, make sure your address is okay and then yes. email us about your address change. Yeah. So there you go. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.